assessment online, but we have plenty of room for you guys to join us online if you guys would like to here in person. And how you get that information is through our weekly newsletter. If you, have, if you aren't receiving our weekly newsletter, uh, please email the office at arendelle.org, and we'd love to send that to you. It's been an awesome thing. It just kind of gives you a little bit of updates of what's happening here on the church on a normal basis. It gives you the uh, link to connect to uh, the self-assessment, gives you the link to connect to register, and also gives you the link to connect to the prayer meeting. Um, if you haven't been joining us for the prayer meeting each week, I mean, it's been such a blessing. I've, got to, I've been able to, to join within that each week. I mean, uh, Michael, Mike Ricks does a great job leading that. And I mean, I've been so blessed. So please join us for that. And the link for the prayer meeting is in the weekly email that we're sending out, the weekly newsletter. Um, finally, I just want to remind you, to be on the lookout each Thursday for the kids' uh, zone lesson. Um, I'll be sending that out each week. Uh, it's such an awesome way for you to encourage and disciple your own kids through this lesson. The, it's coming from a, a, a curriculum called Explore the Bible, and it really just takes you step-by-step step of how to lead your kids through that. And so if you're not receiving that, please email me at nick at and I'd love to get that for you. Uh, finally, um, I'd like to introduce our speaker. I don't think he needs an introduction, but I will introduce him, so I, tr- I will try not to mess up his last name. Uh, his, this is Andrew Van of Wigan, and off Wigan, and I know many of you already consider him part of the Arendelle family, um, and so I got to meet him. He seems like a great diet guy, and I've heard great things about him. I'm excited to hear the word that you're going to bring for us today, and so uh, Andrew has two kids. And he's married to Christine. He is a pastor at the Mississauga Vietnamese Alliance Church here in town. And again, Andrews, thank you so much for being with us, being with us this morning and bringing God's word. Um, with that said, um, I'd like to lead us in a scripture reading today. And so it'll be a congregational reading. We'll have the words up on the screen for you. And so if you can, if you're able to, please stand as we begin um, this service by reading God's word. Um, and I, hopefully this is, you are okay with this, but I did change some of the words in the Bible um, from uh, second person plural, so being you and yours, to ours. Just so as we're reading it, we really do get the feel of how it affects us. And so with those, I italicize them so you can know where I did change that from you to our. So with that said, we're going to be reading from Colossians. It'll be a little bit of one and a little bit of two. And so I want to lead in some aspects, and when it says congregation, we'll all read together. together. So here we are, Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent and that in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile um, himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And we, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to represent us holy and blameless and above reproach before him. See to it, that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, 
and you who have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority, and in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And we, who are dead in our trespasses and the uncircumcision of our flesh, God made alive with him, having forgiven us of all our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Amen. And we pray for us as we begin our worship service. Uh, Lord, just thank you so much for this opportunity you have given us to worship you. Lord, I pray as we just move now into this opportunity to sing praises to your name, that our hearts would be ready and prepared to confront, be confronted by the glory of our great God. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to just meet together in this wonderful place. And I pray for all of us from here who are online that this service would be um, most, uh, most ultimately glorifying to you and most uplifting to our hearts, that we might be encouraged to go out here looking more like you than we came in. Lord, thank you for all the great gifts you do give to us. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen, church. Well, it's so, uh, so, so happy to be here with you this morning as we get to worship the Lord. Um, and for those who are joining online, I, I would just encourage you um, to just be praising the Lord with your hearts um, and just give this time up to God right now. Oh, my soul, I 
worship your holy name. And on that day, when my strength is failing, the end draws near, and my time has come. Still, my soul will sing your praise. Unending ten thousand years and then forevermore. Evermore, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like me. Before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name and bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, and worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. I worship your holy name. I worship your holy nothing worth more that could ever come close nothing can compare you're our living hope your presence Lord and I've tasted and seen Oh, the sweetest of loves When my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence, Lord And Holy Spirit, you are welcome Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for To be overcome by your presence, Lord Your presence There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. 
seed of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord and Holy Spirit you are welcomed Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for To be overcome by Your presence, Lord Your presence become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your God, we thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that your word promises that when two or more are gathered, that you are there, Lord. And so we just pray for you to be here today, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Soften our hearts, Lord. Give us ears to listen to your word, Lord. Just bless this time, Lord. We just give it into your hands, and we pray for your will to be done above all. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, can we pray for you? We'd love to be able to pray for you, and you can share with us prayer requests on our website, www.arendale.org. Just scroll down to the bottom of the page, and there's a, a place there where you can submit prayer requests, or if you have any uh, questions or you just want to reach out to us, you can uh, do it there through our website. But I'm uh, just thinking, especially right now, of prayer. If there's a need that you have, maybe a burden that you're carrying, and, and you really need um, the people of God to lift you up or maybe a dear loved one up before the Lord, we'd love to be able to do that. So uh, go to our website, www.arendale.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page, and you can submit your prayer request there. And I can guarantee you that uh, you will be prayed for. All right, check, check, one, two, three, check, check, one, two, three. All right, 
Well, I'm so glad to be here. It's been quite some time for me personally uh, to actually be in a service with people. Uh, And so this is actually my first. And so I'm so glad to see all your faces. I'm so glad to be with you all today to share God's word uh, that has been brought to us. there's actually something, if you don't know my name, my name's Andrew Van Ubwegen. Uh so Nick, great job on that. You said that really well. Uh, welcome all those who are actually here at Arendelle, of course, uh, here in this service, but also those of you online. Uh, and so it's great to have you tuning in today uh, for this service. Uh, I've been encouraged uh, by the things that have been going on, hearing people, howling the, how the church is still moving in light of this pandemic, that nothing stops God's plan from encouraging and moving amongst his people. And so be encouraged that God is moving with us today as well. Now, I have something I want to actually talk to you guys about, and I want to actually kind of, kind of turn back time a little bit in thinking about the very beginnings of the pandemic. Uh, during COVID-19, the pandemic, there was actually a great toilet paper shortage at Costco. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys noticed that or if you guys had experienced that too, but it was actually a, quite a huge thing. According to CTV News, some retailers were taking drastic action to limit the number of toilet paper rolls and face masks and hand sanitizer bottles that each person could actually buy. And so people were actually stockpiling so many of these things uh, because of coronavirus outbreak. But this wasn't just happening in Canada, but happening all across the world. Uh, in Australia, there was actually supermarket chains that began limiting the amount of toilet paper, disinfectant, milk, and eggs, and rice uh, to each customer who actually bought these things. Uh, in the States, the Home Depot actually was limiting the amount of face masks customers could buy to only 10 per person. And in parts of Europe, many were doing the same. And so we really start to feel that this, this pandemic was something that really was hitting close to home. And this is one of the first things I started to see, too. This became a very troubling situation for myself. All of these reports really reflect a deeper issue of a spreading fear around the world. And I'll be honest with you that it was difficult not to get swept swept away in a panic when we read all these things on the news and social media and how we really feel the impact of this coronavirus that really came close to us and around the world. Now, for some of us, this really made us really move into a place of fear and really so much that we were obsessive in constantly checking our phones on the latest update of what was going on, of how many people were infected. And so this really hit home for a lot of us. So when it came to those troubling situations, what do we do? What do we do in troubling situations like these? What do we do when we see rampant mental health being impacted by COVID, which has made a huge impact on many lives, both young and old? I was just talking to a mother on the weekend who was telling me that her young teen was in her room for several months, and she was feeling so much depression and discouragement, only to actually come out recently. I was talking to another two young women who who were also going through this as well, and one gentleman who felt the effects of COVID having upon their mental health. Even myself, during COVID too, I felt this really looming weight upon my mind during during the many months at home. A month before uh, and throughout the week, I would find myself kind of spending time in prayer, pleading with God, seeking him out, asking God to strengthen my heart and my mind, to fill me with peace, the peace of Christ that stands in the face of fear, because I know how easily it is for my heart and my mind to stray and to be consumed with fear. So as Christians, how do we handle these situations that really seem so chaotic? Where do we run to when trouble comes towards us? What do you do when a troubling situation comes knocking at the door of your heart and your mind? Who strengthens your heart when you face a fearful and troubling situation? What do you do when trouble comes your way and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to turn? 
How can we as Christians stand firm and stand strong and be confident in every troubling situation? Well, when it comes to the Bible, the Bible is rich in giving us great encouragement. And one of the passages I keep on going back to is actually the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is actually one of the most read books in the Bible. Oftentimes, I find myself returning back to this book when I feel troubled and discouraged or when I feel overwhelmed with fear. The psalmist in Psalm 46 declares with great confidence where his help comes from, fairly for every troubling situation. And so if you have your Bibles, I'd like to invite you to turn me to Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is where we'll be at today to hear from God's word that God is our ever-present help in every troubling situation. God is our ever-present help in every troubling situation. So Psalm 46 if you're kind of having a hard time, maybe you're finding, trying to find psalms, one of the great things to do that I've done before is somebody told me to just have your Bible right there in front of you and kind of open up in the middle, and you'll kind of land on the psalms. If you've kind of gone to Proverbs, you've kind of gone a little too far, uh, but psalms is also uh, right there and quite in the center of the Bible. So God is our ever-present help in every troubling situation. Let's pray before we start. God, our Heavenly Father, you are most glorified. Holy, holy, holy is your name. There is no one like you. And so, God, we pray that you give us strength, God, and encourage us today from your word. God, some of us are feeling so troubled in our hearts from things around us, from things inside of us, that we just need your help, O Lord. So, God, give us strength, God, to honor your name. God, I pray that you continue to help me, Father, to stay close to your word. I pray, Lord God, that in this message that you would increase and that I would decrease. God, I pray that you'd help us, Father, to remind ourselves of all your promises, of every single good deed that you've done for us. Help us not to forget those. And so, Lord God, we pray that you'd be lifted up today as we worship you and glorify you as a church, as your bride. Thank you, Father, for loving us. And we praise in Jesus' name. Amen. A Psalm chapter 46, and it says this, For the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to Almuth, a song, Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of a day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The psalmist starts by really saying in the heading, for the director of music, of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. Now what scholars do know about this is that this is a psalm that really was essentially given to the directors of music for worship. And they would worship in the temple. The sons of Korah were Levites who were involved with music in the temple. And so scholars, what they do know is that this was used as a time of actually they would sing through this psalm. So so when you're reading that, you can kind of imagine if yourself uh, a song being sung here in this passage. Uh, Scholars, though, are not sure what Alamoth means exactly, 
but we do know it's a musical term and most likely something pertaining to the song. So this was a song that was sung in the temple to the glory of God. And the opening verse really kind of umbrellas the rest of the psalm, that God is our ever-present help in trouble. So what does it mean that God is our ever-present help? Well, first off, it means that God's presence helps us to face our fears when the world feels like it's falling apart. When we see that all around us, that earth gives way, he alone is our hope and stay. That God's presence helps us to face our fears when the world feels like it's falling apart. Fears aren't always unhealthy things to have. In fact, fear can actually alert us to danger. But it's the unhealthy fears that really immobilize us to living out of who we are in Christ. In the face of present danger, we can't forget the constant presence of God. It's easy to allow our fears to take control and kind of move us into places of obsession or even times of presumption or even things like suspicion. But the psalmist reminds us the confidence that we have is that God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. God is someone we can turn to, that we can rely upon, that we can run to, because he is our safe refuge. Our God is our mighty mighty fortress. God is our strength, even when our strength fails. Psalm chapter 73, verses 26 says this, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. But not only does the psalmist say that God is our refuge and our strength, but he is an ever-present help in trouble. If you look at actually in verse 1 again, it says that God is our refuge and strength. And it goes on to say an ever-present help in trouble. I love that verse. And so highlight that, underline that. God is never far from you. No matter the trouble that comes your way, God is always, always present. Some of you right now are actually facing deep troubles in your hearts. You're facing a very troubling situation. You're looking for help in this day, at this time, in this place, at this very hour, in this very minute. God is an ever-present help in trouble. So don't become so familiar with God's constant presence that you forget or neglect or trivialize or take for granted of his nearness to you. Now notice here actually in the psalm, the psalmist actually starts off in verse 2 that he says, therefore, when it comes to this passage, there is a reason this, this, the psalmist is saying therefore because he wants to really change our focus here. There's a transition that's happening in this passage. Verse 2 says, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. We will not fear even when it feels like the world is falling apart. Even when it feels like chaos is all around us, God is our ever-present help in which he helps us to face our fears by trusting in his presence and relying upon his strength. Uh, There's actually quite some time ago that uh, I was lying on my bed uh, in my parents' place, and this was happening probably in towards the afternoon uh, when the room started to shake. And I was like, what is going on here? And so sure enough, when things started to shake, I started to look around, the bookshelves started moving on their own, and I was like, okay, well, this, is, this is not normal. And so I actually ran towards the, the kind of like the, the doorposts between my door, and I just stood there for a while. And so what happened was actually, was actually there was a 3.1 magnitude earthquake that we were experiencing. And so I felt so fearful because I really had nothing to hold on to. Like, there's nothing in my room that was not shaking, that was not moving, that I couldn't grasp to actually make me feel more safe. God is the one who is the foundation to us that will not be moved in every single situation. That when we place our trust in him, he helps us to face our fears, even when it feels like the world is falling apart. 
And so God is our ever-present help in every troubling situation. Now, sometimes this is easier, easier, easier to say than to do, and I feel that. Because sometimes the chaos we see outside of us is not just outside, but it also feels like there's a, lot, a huge trouble on the inside. So how do we remain calm when chaos seems to be constant, not only on the outside, but also on the inside of our hearts and minds? Well, secondly, the psalmist really points out here that God's presence helps us to stand firm and not fall in troubling situations. God helps us to be in really constant adoration of who he is when we fix our eyes upon his presence. And so he helps us to stand firm and not fall in troubling situations. Look at verses 4 to 7 with me. It says this, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, what the psalmist is saying here, he isn't saying that we will never physically fall in life. Rather, the psalmist paints a picture of God's presence being with us. There really is a place of safety and in troubles. In Jerusalem, there was actually no river that ran through the city. So if an enemy were actually to surround the city of Jerusalem, they could cut off the supply of them from getting food and water. But if there was a river that went through Jerusalem, the river would actually provide security and sustenance for people living there. And so the psalmist points out here that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. There is a river that provides spiritual sustenance for the Christian in troubling situations. So what is that river? Well, that river that runs through every, every single Christian is the river of God's presence. Notice in verse 5 it says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Now does that sound very similar to verse 1? That God is our ever-present help in trouble. That the Lord is with her. The Lord is with his church, his bride. And so that's God's presence helps us to stand firm and stand strong with a calming peace, knowing that he is with us. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've been overrun by fear in my life. Fear of just not knowing what will happen in the future. Fear of my health. Fear of my family, of what's going to happen to them too. And so I felt troubled by this fear that my heart and mind became so focused upon. But when my heart began, became to focus upon the presence of God, it placed a peace in my heart and it calmed my spirit. And Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Bible is full of encouragement, which is by the presence of God to Christians. The presence of God in our lives helps us by placing a peace in our hearts that really guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when you feel like your heart and your mind are about to fall because of maybe of a relational breakup that you're experiencing, or maybe there's an overwhelming task you've been given, or maybe you are actually seeing your parents are on the verge of divorce. Or maybe you've been falsely accused of something. Or maybe when your business shuts down. Or when you're concerned about the transitions to come in the future. Slow down to meditate upon the fact that your God is with you 
no matter what comes, nothing can separate from his helping love to carry you through. God has perfect timing, and it is there to help us even when trouble comes knocking at the door of our hearts and our minds. And so God's presence helps us to stand firm and not fall in every troubling situation. Because God is our ever-present help in every troubling situation. Sometimes the troubles we face don't always smooth over so quickly. Do you experience that sometimes too? That there's sometimes that we would like things to be over, but they continue to be around us, looming for such quite some time. Sometimes we can face certain troubles that can last for weeks or months or even years. So how does God's presence help us when our troubles really seem to have like no end? When we want to actually move on from these things, from these troubles, we want to get away, but they seem to follow us wherever we go. How does God's presence help us then? Well, thirdly, God's presence really brings about an ultimate peace. It really brings about a time where there is such hope and peace for all of us that we can continue to look forward to, even in the present day. That God's presence brings about an ultimate peace. Look at verses 8 to 11 with me. It says this, Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now what desolation is the psalmist really talking about here? Well, in light of verse 6, he has really told us that there's a coming plan to make all wars cease. This is what God is moving towards. That when nations are in upward, or when people think they can rule this world with military might, God has a plan to make all wars cease. All violence towards one another cease. God is the one who breaks the bow, who shatters the spear, who burns the shield with fire. It is in these things, these times, that the psalmist reminds us to be still, to stop, to cease striving. It's kind of like the idea of when you're driving up to a stop, line, sorry, a stop sign, and what you're supposed to do is to stop. Stop. Don't move. Or even when you see two children fighting, and I started to experience this myself with young kids, that when they're fighting with one another, I've got to say, stop. That's enough. No more of this. But it's not just stop or freeze, or time out, or time in. The psalmist says here, rather, it's be still. And what are the next words the psalmist says here? Look back in your Bible, verse 10. It says this, be still, and what? And know. Know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. It's God's sovereign might over all nations and over all the earth that makes wars and violence cease. Know that he is God. Know that he is Lord and sovereign over all things. Know that he is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. God is our ever-present help in every situation. How often are we swept away by our troubles? How often do we try to cope with our troubles by ignoring them or by adding more troubles to an already troubling situation? The psalmist doesn't say here, just move on. Or just get over it. He doesn't say just tough it out. But he says here, be still. How often do we need to remind ourselves to stop and to be still and know that he is God? 
Take a long look at the beauty and power and majesty of God. And one of the things I've done over the seasons was actually keep a journal, whether it could be online or actually a physical book, but it's actually been helpful just to stop and to think about what the Lord is doing. And so for you, maybe you're a journaling person and you like to do that. That's actually a helpful way to kind of be still and know that he is God. Take some time to just write throughout your day of what God's been doing in your week or in the previous months and look back to those things to see what God's been doing. When you face a troubling situation, whether big or small, stop to think about God's presence with you. Stop to, to really thank God in that situation, that he is here, he's present with us. As dark as the situation may be or as hopeless as it may look, God is a light in which to him there is no darkness. I remember when Christine and I were dating, uh, I wanted to take her on kind of a romantic hike. And that's kind of like the dream of a lot of guys I think they have. And so I planned this hike out to a T. I knew where we were going to go. I kind of looked at the trail of what we were going to do. It was, it was ready to go. And so after lunch, we decided to hit up this place called Limehouse. Uh, and it was a beautiful place that had like a, a thing called a hole in the wall. And so you could actually uh, kind of climb through this uh, rock formation uh, that kind of had a hole in the rocks. And so it was a beautiful place, and so I thought I would bring Christine here. And so we kind of got to the end of the trail after hiking for several hours, but the problem that started to happen was is I didn't really know how to get back. Like, I couldn't actually go back and hike several hours because the problem that really hit us is that the sun was going down. And there's a lot of kind of uh, cracks and divots and kind of stuff, and there's a lot of areas that, that really could be unsafe to actually walk in the dark, to, dark by going back through the hike trail. And so we had to move forward. Uh, Christine didn't actually know I was in panic, but I was trying to play it off because I was trying to be the kind of romantic guy. Uh, but I was, I, was, I was troubled inside. I was deeply troubled. But what gave me peace in that time in my heart was really a confidence of knowing that we will get through this because God is with me. God is with us, and he will guide us through these things. We eventually walked along some main streets to actually got back to the car where it's been parked along the side of the road where the, tra- uh, the hiking trail began. When it comes to these ever-troubling situations, we need to remember that God is with us. The Lord Almighty is with us. Just as the psalmist said twice in the psalm, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God, who has been faithfully present in every situation from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, is also the God who is with us in every troubling situation we face today. The disciples just before Jesus was betrayed and arrested and was crucified were facing also a troubling situation too. That Jesus, the one whom they followed to left everything, is actually telling them that he has to leave them. And so Jesus frequently talked in the upper room of his leaving the disciples. And so the disciples were feeling deeply troubled. Jesus said in John 16, verses 32 to 33, he says, But a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The time has come where the bond of these disciples will be scattered, and they will all leave the one whom they have left everything to follow. But Jesus really comforts them by saying, in him they will have peace, in that they will face trouble, but Christ is their comfort in that he has overcome the world. So how does Christ overcome the world? How does Christ ensure our peace just as he did the disciples? Well, we know that the disciples underwent huge troubles as they went out to make disciples, but that didn't stop them from spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. So what changed there? What changed for the disciples? 
How did Christ give them an ultimate peace in troubling times? Well, the thing that happened is that Christ went to the cross. He went to the cross dying for their sins and for mine too, for our sins, ensuring victory over sin. You see, Christ overcame that which holds us down, which is sin and death. Christ ensures our peace with God by taking our place on the cross and sending the Holy Spirit to live in us. That is our peace in every troubling situation. And one New Testament scholar said this, the world continues its wretched attacks, but those who are in Christ share the victory he has won. They cannot be harmed by the world's evil, and they know who triumphs in the end. For this, they take heart and begin to share his peace. So let the peace of Christ rule in your heart in every troubling situation. Remember, God helps us to face our fears when the world falls apart. He helps us to stand firm and not fall in troubling situations. And his presence with us brings us an ultimate peace in Christ Jesus. God is our ever-present help in every troubling situation. And so maybe we just take a moment just to ask God for help in this situation we're facing today. Okay, so let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, in such a time as this, we need your help, Lord God. We need your strength. We need your comfort. We ask, Lord God, that we be reminded, God, that your presence is with us, is here. We ask, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to keep our eyes fixed upon you, the author and perfecter of our faith, to know full well, Lord God, that your promises have been thoroughly tested and your servant loves them. May we never forget, Lord God, all your promises to us, that you are coming again, that nothing can separate us from your love, that you never leave us nor forsake us, that is who you are. And so may we constantly remind God that we have a Heavenly Father who loves us, who has sent his one only Son to die for us on the cross. You are so good. And so God, we pray that you would continue to help your church, strengthen them, encourage them, comfort them by your presence today and forevermore. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. What a beautiful truth to be able to rest in, that God Almighty is here fighting for us, and He is with us. Let's just respond in this last song and say to the Lord that we need Him so, so desperately. Lord, I come, I confess, Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Your grace is more 
desperately we need you to be by our side giving us peace and comfort we need you to be fighting for us Lord we need you to be our strength Lord every single day Lord we need you I pray that as we go throughout this week that you would remind us of how close you are Lord and, and just remind us of your love and of your grace for us and I pray that we would find rest and peace in that Lord continue to help us abide in you, Lord, because we need you and we can do nothing without you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you guys so much for coming with us.